Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Winchester Radio. Um, tonight, uh, we have a, another fantastic episode that makes it three in a row, Supernatural Hat Trick. Um, it's the Werther Project, uh, episode 1019, uh, written by Robert Behrens, who I think is uh, one of my favorite uh, writers, because he's really done some some great episodes this season. And it was directed by, wonderfully directed by Stefan, and I am so sorry, I'm probably going to butcher this last name, Plazinski? Becky? Yeah, I'm not, even, I'm not even going to attempt it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, tr- I tried, and my apologies, uh, Stefan. Or you could be Stefan again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyway, you did a fantastic job <laughs> directing this episode because, um, again, it was another episode with a lot going on, a lot to cover, um, uh, regular characters, um, a return of a character, new characters, a um, couple of different storylines. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of all the same storyline, but a lot happened inside that storyline. Um, and he wrote Salmon, Robert Barron's wrote Salmon Dean beautifully, I thought. They were apart. They were together. They were still apart even when they were together. You know, they're, Sam is definitely keeping secrets, though I'm thinking Dean is knowing more than Sam is hoping he knows. Um, but, but, they were terrific. They were so in character. And as serious as this episode was, there were even some very funny moments as well. So that's a nice balance. And it was tragic and scary. And again, there were a couple of points where I was like holding my breath and I didn't even realize I was holding it because I was so anxious, like like at the very end um, when Sam was leaving and doing the spell on the box. And even the even the teaser that was a flashback. Um, oh my God, that was that was one of the creepiest things they've ever shown. I think when the body dropped that was hanging, mm, the, the mm. boy. Oh my God, I about jumped off of the couch. It, it was super creepy. Yeah, and and you know, ten years in, almost almost complete ten years, going on eleven. And and to have an episode that can still do that, that was amazing. The teaser, the whole thing was so creepy. And, you know, it was violent, but it was so, so heavy with tension. And again, I didn't know what was going to happen. So the teaser had my one little tiny nitpick of this episode. The daughter goes into the basement to do laundry and she sees that wall and she decides to break through. Now, I I wondered why she decided to do that. Now, of course, she could have been if her her dad was a man of letters, right? So, 
Oh, uh, I, I, I didn't think he was. I, I don't, because, um, I don't think. I wondered, but I thought, well, why else the box would be there unless the box was there, well, and then someone else bought the house, and they didn't know well, about Dean, it. I think it's when they're having the discussion in the car when Dean shows up. I think he mentions that the house sat empty for a long time, and then the family oh. moved in in 1973. So I think how okay. it went was. The men of letters were protecting it until Abaddon came and killed them all. And right. then the house, and then, and then there was nobody there to protect it. And it sat mm-hmm. empty for a while. And then this family moved in. Okay. But that yeah, makes I'm even with weirder. I'm with you, though. I don't get why the daughter, why Susie went down and just started banging on the wall. Unless, one, they, you know, the box was calling out to her or something. Or that's what I, I thought, thought because the only thing I could figure out is because she, you know, she was mad at her brother for not letting her watch TV. She's mad at her mom making her fold clothes and, you know, do a, um, do laundry. Mm-hmm. And she went down there and, you know, the mom had mentioned that they had workers doing work there. And so mm-hmm. maybe she just went down there and decided to make a big hole in the wall just because she was mad at them and to kind of get, get back mm-hmm. at them. That could be. That could be. The only other thing I thought was, like, you mentioned that the box was calling to her. Like, it's so full of, you know, magic and dark magic, probably locked up for so long, but maybe these workmen had un- maybe uncovered some layers so it was, like, closer to the surface, and then maybe it actually started calling to her. I also question why that young girl could pick up that sledgehammer and swing it <laughs> like she did because she was strong. Not easy. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I mean, that's not easy. Even, even Sam and Dean would have had a, a little tough time after a few swings because that's really hard to do. So I also, that made me wonder a little bit, was there some kind of magical calling out to her, but Maybe not, you know, maybe um, maybe the wall was just rotten and it was easy to do. I don't know, but that, that I mean, it's a teensy-weensy nitpick and we can explain it somehow. <laughs> so that doesn't bother me at all about this episode. It was just wonderful. Real quick before I, um, something else I mm-hmm. want to mention, but real quick I want to say, um, let everybody know, Vinny's not able to join us tonight. Um, we, we're miss her. We want to let her know that mm-hmm. we're sorry she's not here. We miss you. Um, Brenda Backey, I think is how you pronounce her name, B-A-K-K-E, um, plays mm-hmm. Grown Up Susie. And mm-hmm. I have to give a big shout out to the makeup department because she is probably one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in TV or movies. And they made her look so run down. And so I was like, wow, I can't believe that's her. (laughs) And, yeah, it it was like, wow. I mean, just just do anybody who who isn't familiar with her, Brenda, B-A-K-K-E, do a Google search and look up images, and you'll see she is hot. She is sexy and gorgeous and beautiful. Um, If you watched American Gothic, did you watch it, Susan? American Gothic, back a long time ago with Gary Mm. Cole. I remember it. I don't think I watched it, but I remember it, yeah. Okay, she played the sexy teacher on the show that was having an affair with Gary Cole, the sheriff, and she's been on Charmed, and she she's been on a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, I was yeah, awesome. she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. so good. 
she was fantastic. Again, um, she was she was tragic and she was funny and she was feisty, and yeah, she was just just perfect. You could believe that that the daughter, the teenage daughter, would absolutely grow up to that kind of person. And can you mm-hmm. imagine how strong she had to be to live in that house? Yes, she, she said for forty years and yeah. live with that box in the basement, and she was by herself, and who knows? Yeah, very, very creepy. But she was still strong, and she had her gun, Gus, <laughs> which cracked <Yeah>. me up. <laughs> she named her, named her gun. And, and the, the, um, when, she, when she answered the door and Sam was there, and she put the gun through the mail slot, <laughs> mm-hmm, and, she, mm-hmm. and she, you know, she threatened him, and... and um, I, that was so that was so funny because well it wasn't funny to Sam of course because it was it was scary but um um because she was threatening Sam Jr. <laughs> and and I love how he said you know she you know you got three choices you could just you know just get away and he says I I think I'll go away and you know Sam Jared Padalecki six foot five tough guy actually managed to turn and scurry away. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like that. And then when Dean goes back and takes his turn to try and get in, and he knocks on the door, and then he looks at the mail slot, and then he just kind of puts his hands in front of the other family <laughs> business. You know? in there. <laughs> and then I love yes. um, also when, when she does open the door and he lets and she lets him in, he, his voice kind of goes up. You know, he's like, well, let me in for a minute as he passes by. <laughs> Yes, I thought that was so funny. Uh, oh. Yeah. And yes. her description of uh, Sam, white, tall, pretty hair. I was like, yep, that's yeah. pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, tall, white fella, pretty hair. He's like, yep, pretty, yeah, we can't argue that. <laughs> yeah, and I think Dean said his name was Dwight Twilly. You know, he's like, I'm from the neighborhood, watch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dwight Twilly. Yep, and and I'm from the neighborhood. Watch and funny to watch Dean go into character, you know, because yeah, his voice lightened up a little bit, and he sounded, you know, very like like harmless, you know. And I'm just trying to catch this burglar, you know. And have you seen anything? And 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 but Susie wasn't fooled. She was pretty smart. She said, you know, no one comes by here, and then two visitors in an hour. Come on, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, that was so smart. You know, just as like a little a little aside, I mean, this episode, the last episode, the episode before that, I mean, the writing has been so amazing. And I kind of want to say, because we did have some down times and down episodes, I'm like, you guys, this is how you do it. <laughs> I, I know you can do it. You know, it's still possible. You can, There can't be an excuse of, you. well, it's season 10. And, you know, we're out of stories and we're out of plots and we're out of dialogue. And I'm like, no, you're not. It's right there and you're doing it and it's great. So just keep watching these episodes over again because this is how you do it. And I'm sure it's tough. I don't mean to make light because it's not easy to write and juggle all those storylines and things from the past. Like we got Magnus back, the man of letters, and we got Benny back, both of them. You know, yeah, I, I I did not ever expect to see Benny back, or at least if we did, we would know about it ahead of time, you know, really big announcement, mm-hmm. Benny's back or whatever. And so to see Ty Olsen back on the show was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it was a very logical reason 
they didn't try to make up a, a way to put him in and have it not work. It's like it's like they brought Bobby back just as perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, great reason, mm-hmm. uh, great part of the story. Um, he wasn't real, but that didn't mean he didn't have an important part to play for Dean. You know, it was purgatory, and it made sense that Dean would feel so comfortable back in purgatory because there he could, it was pure, he could kill with impunity. You know, the mark of Cain is pushing him. It must be a constant struggle against it. But in purgatory, nope, doesn't have to. Anything there is fair game. So, and and but to have Benny, his one friend from purgatory, because Cass may or may not have been around uh, sometimes, um, and he's a whole different thing, um, it's a whole different case. Uh, Benny, to be the one to be Dean's like conscience or like Dean himself talking to Dean and bringing all these these things up, it was it was it was great. Um, made perfect sense, and Benny was a great one to do it. And he even says it in the episode. Um, oh, how does he put it? He says, um, um, you're the one talking to yourself. I, gosh, I can't remember exactly how Benny worded it, but it was just right to explain that it was really Dean talking to Dean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phrase it. Mm-hmm. And we know how much, you know, Dean felt, you know, right at home in purgatory and, you know, I liked getting him saying it again, you know, in the episode that, you know, it was like his happy place. And Benny even says happy place, and you know, which is Dean's mm-hmm. words because he's Dean's conscience. And so I, you know, oh, speaking of, I have to say the beginning scene um, where Dean's killing all the vampires. First of all, that was so cool, opening up on Bloody Dean standing there and knocking mm-hmm. over a headless vampire. That was awesome. That was awesome. It was like, that is a badass moment right there. Um, but when yep. he opens up that bloody refrigerator and gets a beer out to drink, I'm like, oh, it's covered in blood. <laughs> How can you drink that? And it's like, I know the beer is safe in the refrigerator and everything, but the refrigerator is covered in blood. <laughs> I know, I know. I was wondering what the heck he was doing because at first I was like, oh my God, what's in there? You know, because like you said, it's a refrigerator covered in blood. It's like, it's, it's like doctor's refrigerator. So you have no idea what's in there. And, but Dean, you know, he's not fussy, I guess. Beer is beer, no matter where you find it. But yeah, that was, that was, that was icky. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. The scene with him, you know, going all badass on the vans, it was, it was, it was very hot. <laughs> and he's like, you know, six fans just got to be a personal best, you know, solo. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, and another funny moment when Sam comes jogging up, like, what the hell? And then he he looks at Dean and he holds out his arms. He's like, you couldn't have waited? <laughs> <laughs> and just the way he says it is so funny. His delivery was terrific. And just the way he stood, stood there like that was wonderful. And I think um, this is the this is this the first episode we've gotten Rowena that did not also involve Crowley, isn't it? Or uh, or Crowley and Castiel, right? Think, yeah, yeah. And, and I have to mm-hmm. I have to say I've fallen in love with Ruthie Connell. She is 
fantastic. I I agree lately. I mean, at the beginning, towards the beginning, I think her character was like, like we talked before, was almost a caricature, like of, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. and it just a, it was just a little too much. But but these last few episodes that she's been in, especially when Crowley has figured it out and sort of knew all along, but finally admitted it and then tossed her out of hell. Ever since then, she's been great. She's been menacing and scary and definitely a great um, uh, big bad, you know. And she's working with Sam, but, you know, like, of course, neither one trusts the other. But I, I like how she's going to get what she wants from him. And I love the meeting, that the real meeting she had with uh, Sam towards the beginning. And um, she says, um, I, I know it's hard for you to believe that a mother would want her son dead. And, but he's like, no, it's not. I don't care. I'll kill him. <laughs> and it didn't yeah, bother him. Yeah. And I think um, probably one of my, it may be one of my most favorite moments of the whole season was for Rowena, was when the scene goes, she's in bed. And first of all, it's like, who sleeps like that? You know, she has her arms <laughs> all spread wide out, you know. And um, when the phone's ringing, and she looks at you, it's a bit early. <laughs> and I love that. That's just, I could watch that a little bit over and over the way she's just, you could tell she's still half asleep and looking at her phone. It's a bit early. Ruthie Connell just played that fantastic. I just loved it so much. Yeah, and it was it was like the real her, you know. She wasn't yeah. like being Rowena the witch. She was just uh-huh. like laughing like anybody. I'm, I'm like half asleep, and she's like, yeah, it's a bit early. And <laughs> you know, most people would be like throwing their phone, you know, like you know, you for calling me and waking me up. And then <laughs> I, I actually though I thought she's older than well, she did say I'm over 300 years, but I thought she's even older than that, right? I mean, really old, or is it only 300 years? Because 300 years is 1700s? I thought she was older. But anyway. Um, yeah. uh, and her gorgeous have, and nightgown. <laughs> oh, yeah. she they, they really clothed her so beautifully. And her hair mm-hmm. and her makeup. I think she is probably the best dressed, made, you know, makeup hair character that I've seen on the show. Because they just really... Mm go over the top with her and it's perfect and I love it. Yeah, especially in this episode when she's the Sam's hallucination of Rowena and mm-hmm. the bright blue dress and then the bright blue eye makeup. Eyeshadow? And yeah. Yes. The the and that's a tough color to pull off. And it and that was super bright and super intense and which suited the hallucination, but it still, it just looked gorgeous. I mean, I was just mm-hmm. fascinated by it. It was so beautiful. And um, the end there, when um, she pulls on the chains that seems put her in and mm-hmm. her hair goes flying over the top of her head. It is, yep. It was, it was, you know, it looked awesome. It was just, you know, it looked great on screen. It was just really, really awesome. Yes. I could I could, and, I could rave about Ruthie's Rowena for days. I, I, I really <laughs> have become she's really become one of my favorite recurring characters. She's just amazing. Yes, yes, I've really loved her lately, and and she's 
pretty pissed off at Sam right now, and it's not going to be pretty <laughs> when she does get loose. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but but boy, this Sam, I boy, I I mean, I love this Sam, but he's worrying me because he's chained up Rowena, you know, be witch Rowena, and she. She told him how to get rid of that spell off the Men of Letters box like it was nothing. You know, it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm, just a pretty mm-hmm. standard blah, blah, blah spell, you know. So she's pretty powerful. And he's he's working with her. Now he's pissed her off by chaining her up. Though I'm sure some small part of her actually kind of admires that he was that tough, <laughs> you know, because she right, probably would have right. done the same thing <laughs> to he's someone. Actually, he's actually being um, more... I don't want to say evil, but more dangerous, I guess, than Crowley, the king of hell is being. And she was mad at Crowley for not stepping up, you know, and Sam's mm-hmm. doing it here. Yes. And, and uh, you know, after the season uh, nine finale, when we saw, you know, Dead Dean open up with the demon eyes and there was all the talk between, you know, during the hiatus of, you know, Sam doing bad, you know, going dark side to save Dean and, you know, mm-hmm. hoping we'd see mystery spot Sam. I really, mm-hmm. really think we're, we are getting a version. We are getting mystery spot Sam. It's just Sam, Dean's not dead. You know, he's, he's trying to save Dean. And I, I think, you know, this episode with him chaining as cold as he was when he chained Rowena up in the, wherever they are, um, he was pretty cold, and I think you know we're getting to mystery spot Sam. Mhm. Yeah, he's definitely he's under control, but he's but it's like he's still taking desperate measures. It's like he's he knows what he's doing, he knows what he's going after, he knows it's a bad idea, but none of it's stopping him. And I actually, while I'm worried for him, I also really love it because this is this is a Sam bound and determined to save Dean and we talked about it before that sometimes Sam has been written where we weren't sure he cared enough about Dean to save him and then last season when he says you know I'm okay with it you know if 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 you know you die because of this and and he says I'll let you go and of course you know he says he lies at the end of the season well there's no question this season that he's bound and determined to figure this out and save Dean. And like he said a couple seasons ago, he says, you know, I've always made the wrong choice and, you know, and, and now I'm going to make the right one. And um, I, I love it. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a complete disaster. I'm, I'm sure of it. <laughs> you know, it's going to blow up in his face and blow up in Dean's face and, and, but I just love it because that's what that's what these guys are about. And if it isn't one out and doing anything to save the other, the other one's doing it. And Dean said it a long time ago, and no rest for the wicked. Um, you know, Sam, you know, uh, you're my weak spot, and I'm yours. And it's totally the truth. Yeah, here's Sam, you know, in this episode, doing everything he can to save Dean. And then Dean ends up, Saving Sam, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and I loved, love, love the moment at the car when Dean tells him, you know, it's like the universe is telling us something we should have already known. 
or stronger when we're together. And I was like, yes, yep. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it was like one big fan cheer. <laughs> and it's, it's totally true. And then, and instead of, and I love Dean saying it, but before he said it, we saw it. The episode showed it to us. They didn't have to tell us. They showed it to us with Dean coming down to save Sam from bleeding to death. And like he said, it doesn't, it doesn't say it has to be just one person. You know, it can be more than one. And he said, it wants blood, it can have mine. And that's what it took. And and they did it, and it showed us that it's it's it takes both of them. And then to hear Dean actually say it to Sam, and who I think needs to hear it, he's needs to be reminded of that, um, was just wonderful. But we saw it, and before we heard Dean say it, so it was perfect, just perfect. I kind of you know that codex that they got out of the uh, vault there. I kind of thought Dean might, you know, how the Book of the Dam, you know, was calling to him. I kind of thought the Codex might have a little bit, but thank goodness it didn't because it doesn't seem to know what that book is for. So. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know, right? He thought. I mean, yeah, he's he got thought they were. Yeah. yeah, he thought. First, he thought Sam was there just. For the mur- for the suicide house, and then Sam mm-hmm. explained to him that it was like their man of letters responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he suspects that anything Sam is doing on his own yeah. could have something to do with the with the mark of Cain, but he doesn't know exactly what could this book is going to do. So, yeah, because you um, know Dean knows that Sam would not give up. He you mm-hmm. know he has to know that Sam still. Sam's still hunting. Sam's still trying to find something. Yeah, and I love that that Sam is at the is at Susie's house, and Dean just pops up, opens the car door, sits down, like, yep. "Hey, Sammy," and I'm like, "I love that." You know, it's it's more it's it's smart Dean, and there's tons of smart Dean and smart Sam in this episode, and and I love that. And it was there was none of the I need to make you like this other character or build up this other character. So I have to make Sam and Dean look dumb or make wrong decisions or say out of character things. There was nothing like that in this episode. The only moment that, the only moment that I was kind of, that was kind of like what you're talking about was when Mm -hmm. Susie is um, in the room where her dad killed himself and Sam's outside the door. It's like, just break down the door. He's uh, broken down <laughs> doors 50 million times. Yeah, break this one down. And oh, yeah. Yeah. But then when um, maybe he couldn't have, I don't know, because the door opens magically after Susie has shot herself. So maybe the ghost had it under a spell where he couldn't break it down. I don't know. So. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or not ghosts, actually, hallucinations. Did we yeah. ever really was, so that yellow green smoke thing was it's not an actual entity, right? It's not like a spirit or a demon. It's just a curse that um Magnus put on the box on the vault thing. Yeah, and it's to it's to defend the box so no one can open it. Boy, he was a twisted 
person. Yeah, right? I was really glad to see him again. He's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved, um, like, the, looked like a big board meeting of all yeah. the men of letters. That was really cool, too. I'm like, I want to know, who, who are they? You know, like, who else was there? And I, I thought and it was neat seeing the bunker in the bright, colorful lights, you know, to make it look like it's new, you know, because we're, mm-hmm. you know, we're Sam and Dean, you know, it's many years later, so it's all old and dingy. So it, it was mm-hmm. really cool seeing it looking new and colorful. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah, and it was fun. I'm like, that's a, I would like to know, like, who, who else was there? It was the, the leader's name was Markham. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I, I, I actually found myself looking for Henry. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been neat. Oh, well. Next time. Um, and I actually was not surprised at all when Rowena showed up to help Sam. Like I, I didn't realize it yeah. was a hallucination at all. Yeah, they totally got me. Yeah, totally. It's been a long time since a a show has gotten me. You know, and <laughs> and they totally did. They got me. Yeah, we're we're trained well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> supernatural. But it was, I thought it was beautifully set up because Sam calls her, wakes her up to find out what to do, and she tells him, you know, it's a, it's a, oh, it's a simple blah 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 spell enchantment, and you do this, and she's kind of, uh, you know, complicated. I could come help you, and he's like, oh, no thanks. But then when she shows up and she says, oh, I found you by magic, well, it makes perfect sense that she would come mm-hmm. anyway and yeah. and that she'd be able to find him by magic. So, yeah, it's like got me completely. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and when Sam asks Dean or puzzles by how Dean found him at Susie's house and he holds up the piece of paper and he says, you know, I took a, I took a rubbing from your notepad. <laughs> and <laughs> And I thought it, it it was funny to me on several levels because it's such a simple thing, and really Sam should know better than to write, you know, on the pad because it's so easy to do. I mean, he probably wasn't thinking about it, and um, and then Dean did it. But it um, of all the fancy spells and enchantment and googling and research and everything, Dean finds out where Sam is just by taking a pencil and rubbing on the piece of paper. <laughs> and which is great, <laughs> but it also reminded me of the time Mulder does that. The Dunmen are are all trying to use all their fancy technology to figure oh, something yeah. out on paper, <laughs> and Mulder takes the pencil and he does the rubbing, and then he hands the pencil back to him and he goes, "Take care of that, guys. That's a finely tuned scientific instrument." <laughs> <laughs> and they're all it's, looking at it like, "Wow!" <laughs> like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, just I, I love that. It's like sometimes you know the simplest thing works. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Without Vinny here to um, tell us about to disagree with us on things, <laughs> it's it's hard to come up with something to talk about. <laughs> oh, that's 
funny. She's it's disagreeing. Like, what is she disagreeing about? It's like when, um, like we've always said, you know, when with three different views, we have a lot to talk. You know, that makes it more interesting. Uh-huh. And both you and I both agree on everything. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I I know. It's like it's like we both love it. We have all these great things. <laughs> and we're like. Okay. Vinny, <laughs> Vinny, Vinny's always finds the things that it's like, oh well, I thought it was this and that and the other, and it <laughs> propels conversation. So we miss you, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> but but she did. She tweeted. I mean, she said she liked this episode. She had something to say. So maybe it would be three of us just raving and about I it. Think you know that that would be something, wouldn't it? All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, let me see. Oh, now the box had to be specifically opened by men of letters' blood, right? Like they couldn't have right, just right. used the neighbor's blood. Okay, I thought I thought so. And enough to kill one man of letters, right? Yeah, it had to, said it had to be, be enough, enough to take a life. Wow. Magnus was, yeah, he's definitely, definitely kind of creepy, <laughs> you know. To, and I, I mean, guess these are. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was, I guess that 98% lethality rate that he mentioned was, this was the kind of thing maybe he was thinking about it. You know, if two people do it, then, you know, there's a 2% chance that they're not going to, you know, <laughs> that, that there will not right. be. Right. <laughs> right. And and they would think possibly, oh, well, just, you would think that, oh, it would just be one person. Like it would just be focused on one person trying to open the box, but maybe people wouldn't think necessarily, well, it could have been all the mental letters, you know, and you get just a little blood from everybody, like it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. So it's kind of a, he built in like a little bit of a chance for someone. But yeah, I mean, it's so weird that he's like that because you think of the men of letters being very righteous and ethical and and he's not really any of those things. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hmm. And um, the way he, you know, calls them librarians, it um reminded me of it there was a it reminded me of something but I can't think of what it reminded me of. It reminded me of I am pretty sure it was on Supernatural or something. Um maybe it was a different show, but they were insulting people. Maybe it's maybe it's Buffy uh about Giles where, you know, they're saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're out here doing stuff and you're just a librarian sitting back. Mhm. You know, Maybe that was what it reminded me of. It it reminded me of something. It reminded me of the show, The Librarians and the movie. Ah, yeah. I did think of that too because I was like, you know, Warehouse 13, Librarians, this, you know, they they do have a lot of, you know, similar things. And the thing is, that kind of show is very interesting to me where you have a whole big warehouse or library or whatever full of mystical you know, items, mm-hmm. and so it's no wonder I like all the shows. <laughs> yeah, well, it's an endless source of of episodes and stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right, just right, endless. <laughs> so yeah, it's really cool, and 
Yeah, I, I that's one of the things I like about that show, The Librarian, because the assumption is librarians are kind of mild mannered and quiet and and not the least bit, you know, violent or capable of using weapons or, or whatever and that's and that's that's silly. <laughs> because mm-hmm. all right. you know, they and because they have access to all that knowledge right there and also, like, not only do they resort to using weapons, but it's also they they solve things by using their their brain and their smarts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like I don't like that Magnus put down the librarians. <laughs> he sound made it sound like an insult, and it's not. So, so there. Um, so I was just something. Um. Didn't Jared tweet about this episode that the episode or one of the episodes they were this making is the episode that concerned that was, suicide? Yeah, he. this is the episode they were filming when he first began the Always Keep Fighting campaign. Right. Because, which, um, the newest campaign is going very, very well. So cool to see Jared and Jensen doing it together. Very cool. Yes. Um, and if you, um, if for some chance you ha- you don't know about it, <laughs> um, go to represent.com <laughs> slash Jared You just Jensen. got back from your big trip on the Amazon River with no internet. Right, right. <laughs> um, you can go to represent.com slash Jared Jensen and you can. They've got some great T-shirts, tote bags this time, even phone cases, and the money is going to a fund that Jared and Jensen are setting up. That they're going to use the money to um, help a lot of different organizations. So it's it's really pretty cool. It is really cool, really really cool. And like he's like um, they said, it's not just for now. It's going to be something they're going to be able to do. I think they said in perpetuity. So for generations. Yeah. Yes, for generations, for not just now, but like they'll do it, their children will do it or or and and carry on. And that's that's really amazing. And um you can also get a tote bag. I got a tote bag this time <laughs> to go with my t-shirt. I got I got a ginormous shirt to sleep in and a tote bag. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, Jared's Jared's first campaign sold 46,000 plus t-shirts, right? Or, or products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, said, I it won, apparently set the record. Do you think this one will, will like, break that record? They've got five days to, left. I was going to check the numbers and see what they're at. So five days left. And they, yeah, they'll break it because they're at thirty-one thousand right now. So thirty-one thousand five hundred ninety-two. Yeah. So five days left. I'm betting they'll break it, especially if Jared and Jensen keep offering all these cool prizes every day. That makes people, oh, I need to buy more so I have a better chance of talking to them on the phone or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool prize. Chatting on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, every day until the um, campaign ends on Winchester Bros, we're giving away um, two to three T-shirts a day. Um, you just have to tweet with the hashtag SPN Always Keep Fighting, and Vinny will um, 
she will uh we will randomly Vinny's the one who's been doing it, but I don't know if she'll be able to tonight since she's busy. Um but we randomly choose from everybody who tweeted with that hashtag and we've been choosing two to three winners and a group of awesome anonymous fans are are um donating the shirts. You just send you know, we choose the winners, we send their information to these anonymous fans and they order the shirts. So it's it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool, and that's a wonderful thing. Um, but there's there's other, you know, like people doing some things, like just trying to match people up, you know, to, there's to buy a, T-shirts. Yeah, there's and a, there's, there's a such a Facebook cool that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, what's it? It's like match match T J two or um. Uh, yeah, I should have looked up the link. Um, but yeah, you go there and you give them their information. They'll match you up. You know, if you can't afford a shirt, you go to that Facebook page and they will match you up with someone who can. Mm, that's, that's so cool. And that, that happened last time too. And that's really, I mean, that's pretty amazing to just not, to not only like get yourself something or even like say, you know, somebody you knew, but these are fans buying complete strangers. Yes. That, you mm-hmm. know, and just to make sure, sure they get one. And it's, it's really cool, and Jared, Jared and Jensen were pretty, pretty impressed by that as well. So, yeah, that's a cool thing. Very cool thing. Oh, um, and also, in case you missed it, um, Jared tweeted today um, that he does not have a, he does not have Instagram. There's a few people who've been impersonating them on Twitter, and Jared tweeted um, that he does not have Instagram. So, whoever's claiming to be him is a fake. And then Suzanne Gomez, the CW publicist, she tweeted that both Jared and Jensen do not have Instagram or Tumblr pages. Um, there was a fake Jared on Instagram even claiming he was going to do a Q&A on Tumblr today. And so she tweeted that Jared is not doing a Q&A today. That is an imposter. So if you're out there and you're following a Jared and Jensen on Instagram or Tumblr or something, it's not them. It's somebody who's trying to just fake everybody out. So. Unfollow them and report them. Yes. The um. Yeah, they're fake. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> spread the word. <laughs> report them. Um. Yeah, Jared doesn't have a Tumblr either, <laughs> so no place to go no. to a Q and A there. <laughs> so. But he does have a Facebook, that's official. And he's Twitter, that's official. Both he and Jensen. And they've been pretty I can't say chatty because they're not really chatty there, but they're pretty active, which is which is nice. And I, I don't know, do you remember the days of Jensen? Uh I'm I'm anti social media. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On our podcast last year, remember? He was like, you know, unless the devil makes mm-hmm. him do it, he's not doing it. And- <laughs> Well, things change. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean he not only he not only does it, but he does it really well. <laughs> right, right. Mhm. So where do you think at the end of this episode, what do you think is going where where are we gonna go from here? We've got Sam with Rowena chained up somewhere. We know it's not gonna end good. Nothing on supernatural ever ends good. No. How do you think? No. What, what's your theory <laughs> for how the rest of the season's going to go? Uh, ah, boy. Um, 
Well, do you think it's, do you think it's going to end with season? a big Mark of Cain thing? And and I, I mean, it's been so much of Sam wanting to cure Dean. And I think Misha mentioned in an interview that it would, the season was going to end with like. Didn't he say like with a sigh of relief and then a horrible gut punch or something like that? Yeah, I think yeah, it's okay, think but then so. it's going to be horrible. So yeah. I mean, and 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 we have to know anything that um, Sam is doing to help Dean or anything to do with the Mark of Cain. It's going to come with a price. It has to come with a big price. It just it just won't be easy. Who's going to pay the price? Will it be Sam? Uh, you know, will Dean Dean be cured of the Mark of Cain only to lose Sam? Do you think he'll he'll follow the original Mark of Cain, uh, Cain and Abel story, and kill his brother? Well, that but Sam and Dean have died on the show so many times. I think it would be kind of anticlimactic <laughs> if he did, um, because uh-huh. we all know. Jerry Padalecki is not leaving the show, you know, so, uh, you know, unless, unless, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see Sam getting killed. I can see maybe Dean beating the crap out of him to almost dead, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't see him actually going all the way dead. Mm-hmm. And my big question is, can they actually cure the mark of Cain? Can they actually remove the mark? Because yeah, you know, you would, it's been around for ever and ever you know, yeah. gone, forever since and, the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> the very so beginning. If if it can it can it just disappear or does it have to be transferred? You know, can can yeah. can you not take it off without there being someone else to take it on? Do you think Rowena is? is correct in her thinking that, oh, it's just a curse and you can get, you can get rid of it. She could either be lying or she could be, um, you know, actually not know. Mistaken. But, she could be mistaken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I tend to think she's lying and mm-hmm. she's doing all this. For, there's no way she's doing this just to get Sam to kill Crowley because she can get anybody to try to kill Crowley, you know. <laughs> I think, you know, she, she could kill Crowley. <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got something else in mind and I mm-hmm. think it all has to I think it all has to do with either the mark or with that you know, that book of the damned is pretty powerful, so Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I mean someone could get caught in the crossfire. We could lose somebody I mean, Dean and Sam, like you said, you, you know, they died quite often, so that may not be it. And it's almost, it is worse for someone else to pay the price of what Sam's doing for Dean. And like like Benny, who in actually Dean, saying to Dean, um, you know, you your backup plan is that to have either Sam or Cass kill you you know, get get rid of you so you don't go any farther with the mark of Cain. And he said, how can you put that burden on them to to have and, to lose with the fact that they, 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 you know, they killed, one of them killed Dean. So that would be something else. You know, that would be a burden for I Sam, would, despite the fact he still have Dean, 
who else will pay the price that he'd have to, they both would have to live with. I was a bit confused with that because, you know, again, that was Dean talking to Dean basically. And Mm -hmm. Dean knows that he can't die. So how can Sam and Castiel kill him? So he, he does say that, but right when he's, um, um, talking about Benny as himself. And when the mark glows through his jacket sleeve, he does, he mentions it. Yeah. He says, it's like, I, you know, I, I, I can't, but maybe don't, maybe he didn't necessarily mean die, but they take him out or deal with it or, or something permanent. Yeah. And, and again, you know, well, well, supposedly, um, uh, Dean killed Kane. So they must, he must be thinking, well, someone can kill me. We're, we're even not 100% sure that Kane is dead because we talked about that, right? Yeah, because I, I want to know. Here's my big I want to know thing about it, about the curing of Dean. Did, when Dean took on the mark of Kane, did it disappear off of Kane? You know, was he not right. marked anymore? Um so if so, then that means Dean can pass it on to somebody else. Or right. did it just did did Kane just share it? You know, it was still on Kane's arm, and now it's also on Dean. And right. so, you know, does that mean Dean is always stuck with it forever? So you know, I I I, I wish really really wish the writers would let us know if if Kane still had the mark on him after he transferred mm-hmm. or shared with Dean. Because that would really help a lot if we knew that. Yeah, that's a that's a big question. And Kane in his latest episode, the second episode, he was covered up the entire time, his arms, right? He had a loose mm-hmm. shirt and he had a shirt and a coat on. But in the first episode of Firstborn, we saw him push up his sleeves when he began to fight so you could see the mark on his arm. Right, right. He didn't do that this time. So it's like, hmm, is it there? So Or or does the mark always stay? Just the powers, you know, like if did did the mark stay on his arm, just the powers went off. But he was I don't know. It's all very confusing. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is very. Um, my but, my personal theory for how to go, considering I know absolutely nothing as can be as you can see from this latest conversation that we're having, um, <laughs> is that Dean. I think Dean will lose the Mark of Cain because I don't see them doing it for two. You know, doing this storyline for another season. I you know it's already been two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somehow he will get rid of the market cane, but it's going to cause an even bigger trouble. And that mm-hmm. trouble will be what season 11 is about. That's my theory. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah. You were saying, well, we've had it, you know, a couple of seasons. It can't stay. And yet we still have Metatron <laughs> hanging on <laughs> now, true. you know. <laughs> yeah, running around sure. out there now with the demon tablet. So, <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah. And and is uh-huh. that going to come back into play for for the last couple of episodes? That could have is that been gonna... with the mark. It's very possible. 
yeah. Or is it going to kind of stay with Metatron's storyline? But now we have the Book of the Damned. We have the Codex from Nadia, the, the Witch of the Grand Coven, the High Witch of the Grand Coven, and the Demon Tablet. We have these literary sources. Are they all going to come together? I guess you need the Codex to work on the Book of the Damned. And now the demon tablet. But I'm just wondering, you know, that's a lot of source material there. I'm and telling you, we need Giles. Giles would, is, this is a perfect time for Giles to come yes. in and help. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. Yep. He'd be like, he's such a wonderful men of letters librarian. I mean, they had to have a, a, a librarian, someone who... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Handled all the all the research material. They, he still had to be badass, and we know Giles was also Ripper, so he would have been just perfect. Oh well. So, uh, hmm. uh, I think we got a caller. Okay. Um, and then after that, um, you have to now you have to tell me how you think. <laughs> okay, okay. Going to end, <laughs> and I didn't really go anywhere with mine because I'm just there's just there's just too too much. But um, anyway, um, going to put our caller on. Hi, uh, you're on Winchester Radio. Hello. Hi, ladies. This is Monica Hargrove. Hi, Monica. Hey, hi, Monica. Um, hi. Uh, I was just listening to y'all, um, and a couple minutes back, uh, y'all had mentioned how, uh, you know, the end of the season is coming, and the market came, and uh, Becky, I said you, I think you said how, you know, someone's going to die, and what was that it? That was that, me, uh, Susan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, That's okay. But how Becky hasn't given how, us our serious season ending theory yet. <laughs> so. Boy, the, listening on the blog talk and listening to you on the phone is a couple minutes apart. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, how y'all had said that it was like, I think Misha had said how it was going to like seem over, but then you get like a sucker punch. And I just got like a a really hinky feeling because and it I don't know where it came from but I think Claire's going to die because uh she's just been hanging around this season and it being so far towards the end of the season and she's going to be in another episode and I think it's her I think they find her mom or something it just seems kind of weird to me that she's still there I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Claire will die. I don't think she's while while I do like the character, um and I like, you know, what they could do with her, um, they haven't done as much with her as I would hope, you know, we'll see what they do next week. Um, but I don't think she's I'm not trying to say this to sound mean or anything, but I don't think she's important enough to kill off. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. That's well, you know, I thought you know she's a good little background character, but all of a sudden she shows up throughout the season, and 
towards the end of seasons when they usually get really serious and there aren't that many filler episodes anymore. And is she still there? You know. Mm-hmm. And I then think I'm thinking. And then I was thinking back to when. And for some reason, I was thinking back to when Cass was still Jimmy Novak, and he was saying it was in the blood before he turned Angel. And I don't know why I was thinking of that, but uh, and then Claire just popped into my head. I think Claire is just going to be, you know, one of those random characters that just pop up every now and then, you know, like um, Becky did that for a while, you know, we haven't seen her in a while, but you know, every now and then Becky would pop up and I just think. Oh, I'm glad Becky's not back on anymore. Hey Uh, now, hey now. No. I I like, like, it it was just like when people that I know that watch the show and they go, hey, Becky's on, you know, basically that's you, that is not me. I'm No. I would never do any of the stuff that she has done. It's not me. Well, you know, they they named her they named the character after me. And oh. I you know, <laughs> and so yeah, I would never ever, you know, drug you know, drug Sam or anything, you know, or anything like that if Sam was a real person. Um, but I you know, but I've you know, excepting for her doing that in season seven, Time for a Wedding, I've I've always enjoyed her character. Not because I just thought she was fun, not just because she was named after mm-hmm. her. I've always just thought she was fun. So she's still alive out there. We may see her yeah. again. Who I, knows? So. I thought mm-hmm. she was fun. I thought she was fun too until she, you know, season seven. And then I'm right. like, no, yeah. I, I'm not down with any of that. <laughs> That's stalker. Yeah. Yeah, I liked but, her up until that that one episode where they I didn't the write her well at all in that episode. But um, Claire, Claire, I, yeah, it, it just it just hit me how it just how you know they were saying you know Misha, it's like someone's gonna die, you know, someone always usually dies at the end of the season. But it just like it just hit me that it just seemed odd to me that the next episode is supposed to be with her again, and. She's just still around, but she's not really involved in anything. You could be right. I could be completely wrong. I just don't get the feeling that they'll kill her off because they haven't haven't really done anything with her. You know, I want them to do Mm. more with her. And unless something ginormous happens to where there is a reason to have her around, because right now there's not really a reason for her to exist. And you know, well, for her to have storyline this season, so yeah. And, 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 and something happened in episode. My mind went how they were always telling Dean, "You're gonna kill, you know, you're gonna kill your brother, you're gonna kill Cass Crowley." You know, they flip flop over that one. But um, my mind went. Um, it just went like. <laughs> uh, Cass, you think Dean's gonna kill Claire? Yeah, I think that Dean's gonna like go demon again, and and like, I think she's well, she gonna might get be it. Collateral damage. Well, she might get collateral damage, but to me, yeah, that's that's what and I'm like, like and, it, it, it was technically, and it was technically Jimmy's daughter. You know, it just mm. my my mind just it went there. Yeah, well, well you're gonna say at first that she's not as central to the Sam and Dean storyline, which really should finish 
the season being the big thing. I mean, she's more Cass's story. She's Cass's responsibility. He's chosen to take that on. But like you say, if it's something, if if she's brought into Sam and Dean in the Mark of Cain by her possibly being a victim of the Mark of Cain, yeah, but boy, that would that would be pretty horrific for Dean and Cass to come back from. I mean... I if they're going if they're going to kill off a character though to cause um big drama and you know have you know if they're if they're I don't see it being clear though I don't Charlie mm-hmm. I don't want Charlie to die but if say for instance Charlie was yeah get killed due to something that Sam has done you know to save Dean or you know something like right. that that I think would that would cause some huge ramifications. You know, that would be a yeah. huge... Oh, I don't want Charlie to die either, but it just went... My mind just went, you know, it went back to when Jimmy said, you know, it's, you know, bloodline, and then um, for some reason she's woven in and out of this season, and, you know, she's she's around them next week, you know, because she calls Dean old. <laughs> and, and my mind just went, well, she's going to get it. because, And, you know, it, you know, and it was Jimmy's daughter. And, you so, know, Dean, she, I have she's to be a honest, kid, I you know. Wouldn't miss her. <laughs> I have to be honest. If, if she if she's the one, I, if she does die, I hope, I hope her death has real purpose behind it. But I have to be honest, I probably won't miss her. I know. Yeah, but my mind, my mind went to, <laughs> you know, Dean would feel like crap. You know, he kills a kid, and it was Jimmy's daughter. You know, my and well, I for don't him it would be her. Cass's, Cass's, Cass's yeah responsibility. It'd be more him than he doesn't he doesn't know Jimmy Novak. No, so but it would be my, it would be because he killed a, a a young like you said a young person, and also because of her relationship to Castiel so yeah yeah but that's but I, y'all were just talking and my mind went well that it just suddenly struck me as weird you know that she was still there well, so late in the season well it is something to uh think about something to keep in mind that well that's certainly one possibility that um if we're headed to a really big showdown and um, big events happening by the end of the season, well, that could certainly be part of it. I don't think it's the culmination. I don't think it's the no, climax I don't, of I the don't. finale at all. But I think, um, yeah, it, it could be in there, definitely. Yeah, I don't I don't think she's the big, you know, problem at the end either. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, because she's been mentioned so much and she's going so late into the season, she could be, you know, collateral damage. Mhm. Okay. Definitely a possibility. Uh, it, it was just a thought I had. <laughs> well, so thanks for calling and giving. Yeah, thanks for calling. That is something to think about. Appreciate that. Thanks for calling yep. in, Monica. Thanks. Yeah, ladies, thanks, have a good Monica. night. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. You too. Bye. I 
or I was disappointed with the Campbells, how they brought in the Campbells and then did nothing with them. Mm-hmm. I really hope they don't do that with Claire. Because, you know, yeah. I've said this on, I, I had so many, so much high hopes for Claire, you know, when we, when mm-hmm. they first, you know, when we first found out, I talked about it on the podcast. I, you know, I loved her first episode she was in. Uh, but then mm-hmm. they haven't really done much with her since then. So, yeah, I'm hoping good things happen for her and next week and that she gets a purpose. I um, like you. I was very interested to see what happened to her. She was something very important. She was an important thread that we hadn't visited yeah, the, in, in quite a while. And I don't think the they've done with one her. Of my- I love the Rapture. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. episode, and I, and I, you know, I was really excited when I found out they were going to go back to the Novaks. And mm-hmm. I, I hope uh, I hope this next episode actually gives her more of a purpose. She's also her character is also guilty of what I was talking about earlier of making making that character look better or smarter or more interesting uh-huh. or more important by making Sam and Dean look dumb or making them right. act out of character. So yeah, it's like, okay, you know, I'm, 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 she's coming for another episode and I don't like to judge before I see the episode, but I really, really hope that this time that doesn't happen and that she gets a purpose and it makes more sense. And if she does die, I, want to feel sorry about it. You know, I want to feel sad for about it, but at the moment <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm happy to change my mind about a character. I was, I had issues with Rowena towards the beginning and now I just, I just love her. You know, it came together and now she's just wonderful. So I'm, I'm willing to listen. So. <laughs> 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 Speaking of Rowena, I like when Dean was in his hallucination, and of course she was also a hallucination, but we didn't know it at the time. And she was talking to Sam about how Dean was deep in and how they were going to get him out, and then she's like, oh, he can't hear me, and she kind of dances in front of Dean. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gives him like a nose boop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that just cracked me up. It was very funny. And I bet, I bet Ruth Jensen had a lot doesn't of break. Filming that. Mm. I have to say, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but uh, when Jensen's when Dean's standing there, kind of in the trance, you know, and he goes, "Sammy," he's just standing there, and he's got that trance look, and he and that, and he he does the deep Batman voice when he calls out, and and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen." (laughs) That was something for Jensen to not crack when. You know, yeah. both um, Ruthie and, and, and Jared are acting around him and, and Ruthie's doing all that stuff to him. There, I'm betting some of that must be on the gag reel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a tough um Yeah. Okay, you wanted my theories on how I think yes. the season's go? Yes, yes. Okay. I have no idea. Uh, but <laughs> okay, always, yeah. I okay. I you know, like I talked about next week. I don't really know what will happen next week. I just hope, you know, 
we get something good for Claire. I hope she, you know, it's it's a, it's a good thing. I hope next next week's episode is a happy one because we haven't had a happy one in such a long time. Um, but then for the final, how many we got left? Three after next week. Oh, I think it's four, right? This was well, this was episode four? nineteen, and it's. 23, so we've got 20, 21, okay, so, 22, and 23, so four. So after after next week, we'll have three left. Okay. Right. Okay, I'm thinking how it's going to go. Wow. My theory on how they're going to, I think, I already told my theory about what I think they're going to do with the market cane. I think somehow Dean will lose it, like I said, and how what he how he loses it is going to cause an even bigger trouble than than him having the mark and that's mm-hmm. going to be season 11 storyline but how he loses the mark that's a big question i think you know it's definitely going to be involved rowena mm-hmm. um but i don't see her keeping her promise you know you know, uh, it's mm-hmm. a it's a tricky one. I think it's going to end up with, of course, Sam and Dean. You know, Sam Dean's going to find out that Sam's going behind his back, and that's going to cause some huge drama, some huge brother drama. Because mm-hmm. right now, you know, we've got the good brotherly, you know, we're to, we're better mm-hmm. when we're together stuff going on. And I think something big is going to happen when Dean finds out Sam's been going behind his back, and that'll cause some. A lot of drama, and who knows? That may be what tips <laughs> Dean over into going. If he does go Demon Dean, that could be what tips him over. Um, but yeah, I I think it's not going to be good. <laughs> I think whatever happens will not be good. I don't. Yeah, I don't really have. I don't have it. I don't know how he's going to lose the mark, but I just think that losing the mark will cause even bigger problems. Yeah, but I think no, we know that's going to blow up in their face for sure. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. I think, you know, both both Sam and Dean have made such, like, brotherly progress this season, even despite the fact that Sam is trying to, is keeping things from Dean, trying to help him. Um, and they'll they'll never stop doing that. But... I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be a surprise. It's like not that I mean Dean would condone Sam going to any lengths to save him, but I think maybe instead of the brother drama we've seen before, where it's that's it, I can't deal with you, I'm done. It would be more like Dean would at least be able to understand because he'd be doing the same thing if it was the other way around. So I think they've actually mm-hmm. made a little progress. It doesn't mean he'll approve. It doesn't mean he will go along with it. But I think there actually could be some really wonderful scenes with him saying, you know, I I get it. You know, I understand. But I'm still not going to let you do it, you know, or, or whatever. So I think they may take a little step forward with that. And still, it's not going to help, of course. Things still have to end horribly this, this season. And we have to have a cliffhanger and and uh, be traumatized for the entire Helatus, of course, but <laughs> maybe there'll be a little progress I, in there. I was thinking just now about what Monica was saying about Claire dying, and I mentioned that if they're going to kill off somebody to cause drama, Charlie, and really, 
I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I do love Charlie. Charlie's working with Sam behind Dean's back. What was, and we know how much Dean loves Charlie, thinks of her as a little sister and everything, and thinks of her kind of as their responsibility. The, what would be the biggest thing to make Dean go to the completely want to kill Sam, like if they do do the whole Cain and Abel thing? Would, what if he, what if Charlie does? Somehow, this is just off. This is just popped in my head. Just didn't think of Monica's conversation there. What if Charlie does get killed somehow and die because of something that she's doing for mm-hmm. Sam behind Dean's back? Dean finds out, and now that's you know, Dean just mm-hmm. can't take it. I yeah. see that happening. Yeah, and like like you said, it's not so much anymore that Sam dies or Dean dies and because and we know of course Jensen and Jared will be back next season but and, and we know the mark of Cain has to have a huge price and that would be a huge price where Charlie's been through so much I mean Dean felt guilty for just beating up on her in that episode mm-hmm. you know that, and, but that, that have, killed him yeah but um to have maybe Sam and her working together and her getting killed helping Sam yeah, work this out with the mark of Cain, that would that would that's a huge price. That is a huge price. And this last episode that Charlie was in, I mean, you know, they got the book and and they and she got to oh, oh well, you know you know something's gonna happen because she got to meet Cass finally. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, oops. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she had a happy ending for a change, and she didn't get beat yeah. up or arm broken, you know, yeah. or anything like. that. And they had a pizza does. party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had a pizza yeah. party, and, and all oh, that. No. Like, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Ah, oh, darn! I wish we hadn't thought of that. Oh no! no I'm upset. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, she, boy, she's lasted a long time on Supernatural. And, of it's course, true. you know, no one really dies. So she could, you know, they could find a way to bring her back. If she was dead. And, by the way, we have no clue. There, there are no spoilers out there. We're just, you know, uh, taking taking shots in the dark here. So we have no idea. But it's a possibility, <laughs> like anything else. Um, what if, I don't know, what if she somehow gets the mark. I don't know. There's so many different things that could happen. I mean, could... I know Cass can't get rid of the mark off of Dean. Could Dean transfer the mark to Cass? Being an angel? I wonder what... Uh, I wouldn't think an angel would be able to take it because I think if he could, Dean Castiel probably would have already done that. Because, yeah, well, you know, he wasn't a full a full power angel before, though. Now he's that's, back. That's true. Um, but you know, we've already seen Castiel take, you know, the crazy visions from Sam when Sam was in the mental hospital. So yeah. we know Castiel. Castiel will, you know, he'll go to extreme measures, you know, to save, you know, Sam or Dean. So right. Oh, I don't know. He's got a. He's got to figure in there 
somehow, unless he has a little separate thing, because, you know, he must be after Metatron, because Metatron's loose with the demon tablet. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's not going to end that's well. A big, yeah, that's a big uh, loose uh, string or whatever. I can't think of the word mm-hmm. I'm trying to use. But, yeah, Metatron yeah. running around out there okay. with the demon tablet is not a good thing. Yeah. No, and it still makes me hopeful that somehow Kevin will come back in because it's a tablet. Oh, I miss the trans. Yeah. I love the trans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Tron would have any reason to go to Prowling if we're together with the demon. Oh, man, that would be that would be a heck of a pair right there. That. I would really enjoy that. I would enjoy that a lot. <laughs> yeah, if Crowley can keep from killing him in the first five minutes, <laughs> you know, it's just so annoying. <laughs> uh. Uh. Remember when the show we used to be at the beginning of the season, they'd tell you what they're going to do, and then at the end of the season, they do it? Remember those times? Those good times. Those were good times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't worry. I know exactly how we're going to end. Yeah, yeah. Dean's going to die. Dean's going to go to hell at the end of the season. Dean goes to hell. Uh, Yep. (laughs) And I wonder, I mean, I don't know, but... Lucifer would figure back into this somehow because we'll just bring him up again. There's a lot of theories I've seen out there about Lucifer may have a part in it. I don't know. Mark Pellegrino, I don't know if he's free enough to where he, you know, he could have been mm-hmm. shipped up there and do a film the secret scene or two. You know, I don't know. I know he's um, on the return. I I don't know if it's still filming. Does that film in Vancouver? It films in Vancouver. I oh, well. don't know. It, it's probably already finished filming, but because um, it's one of those, you know, shows that only has like 13 episodes or whatever. Um, so it's it's possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him back on the show. Love him. Oh, yeah. That would be pretty cool. That'd be insane if like something to do with the mark of Cain opened the cage or I don't know. I still wanna have Demon Adam coming back. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if there's anything left of Adam by now, you know. It's been so long. And no one cares. <laughs> no one cares but us. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Mm. Even Adam, I, I think I've I wanted Adam to be saved, but yeah, like I said, too late now. Adam cannot be saved, so Mm-mm. I just want him to have closure. I, and and I think the best way for him to have closure is Sam and Dean are brought to mm-hmm. town for some demon that's killing, and it turns out that that demon is Adam. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Be nice to have closure on him. For sure. But who knows? I just can't can't forget your Michael's going. Frankly, to be honest, we don't even think about him. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Winchester, come on. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh boy, it'd be even crazier if something to do with John came up, you know, <sighs> and the mark of Cain and all that. Oh, I would love that. Either have oh, him yes. part of the finale or even like part of the solution next season, you know, it'd just be so cool to have him back. That would know. be so cool. And Jeffrey D. Morgan did say at Vegas Con that he he loves to come back and he wants to come back with Jensen directing and the episode. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let's do that. Come on. <laughs> mhm. So many different ways this ep- this season could go and it, it it's all up in the air and I have no idea. I have no Yeah, idea. I like that though. I I mean I and I know we used to have supernatural well, this is what's gonna happen, but you know, it it didn't make it any less traumatizing even if we did know right. where going. But I kinda like that we're not sure where this is going. I mean we have some ideas mm-hmm. because we know it has to do with the mark of Cain. Right. And there's a couple things out there, but we really don't know, and I'm I'm glad we don't really have any any idea. Um, speaking of the season ending, uh, the show wrapped production or at least filming. Uh, I know uh, post production carries on and effects carries on for about another month, but the show finished filming just a few days ago. Right? Yep. Tuesday was the last day. Tuesday was the last day filming. Wednesday was the wrap party. Yeah. And if if by chance you have not seen <laughs> uh, Jared and Jensen's uh, own personal rap party videos on their Facebook pages, you must go look at them because they're very <laughs> funny. Uh, just to see Jensen with a t- his tie <laughs> tied around his head, toasting <laughs> the show, they're they're adorable. Oh, those guys are hilarious. They're such big dorks, and you gotta love them for it. Yep, <laughs> and they're they're also posting little outtakes from their uh, T-shirt campaign, the Represent campaign video. So you must see those as well. Just visit their official Facebook pages; they actually have them. <laughs> Jess and Allison. Jared Padalecki Facebook pages are theirs. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're too much fun. I I did wonder because obviously um, Jared and Jensen were filming one of their scenes as probably FBI agents because they were both wearing suits. And to me, that seems like such a normal thing to be filming in the last couple of episodes. I know it's not the finale because they filmed that. They filmed out of order. So the last episode they filmed is not the last episode of the season. So, I'm, But it seems so such a normal thing for Sam and Dean to do is film, I mean, to be FBI agents. So I'm like, wow, how did that tie into the last couple of episodes right you know i have no answer <laughs> but it made me wonder it's like that's such a mundane thing that they do to be calm and fairly normal and working together like that unless i thought it could have been a scene from even earlier an episode i don't know i don't know or they could film i think and they were filming over. The episode they were filming um, last was episode 21. It wasn't the finale. so Right. Oh, so that's even two episodes earlier. So 21 yeah. is way early. Okay. So yeah. that makes more sense. And it must be while well, things are still kind of sort of maybe calm <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's the episode that they had uh, um, 
put off because of a uh, um, special guest star, which um, the uh, the episode synopsis when it came out um, on April 17th, it does mention that that guest star is Felicia Day. So Charlie is in that episode. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's called Dark Dynasty. Ah. And um, Charlie's in it. Well, I'm going to, I'll read the synopsis if you don't want to hear. Close your ears. Um, but it airs May 6th. It's called Dark Dynasty. I guess it's a play on Dark Dynasty. And it says, um, Dean and Sam investigate a bizarre murder and realize the killer bears the same tattoo as those from the Stein family. Eldon Stein attacks Dean and a brutal fight ensues. Meanwhile, Cassiel acts as referee when Charlie and Rowena are forced to work together on the Book of the Damned. Crowley Ooh. discovers his mother is missing and knows she's up to something, so he turns to an old enemy for help. Oh, dear. Yeah, it does not sound good. Yeah. <laughs> but not good for those involved. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, none of that bodes well at all. <laughs> Um, wow, Charlie and Rowena, huh? Oh, interesting. Yeah. That, yeah, that is. And I wonder who, it says Crowley goes to an old enemy for help. I really wonder who that is. You think, uh, well, I was going to say you think they would have to be good because if they're an enemy, they're probably good, but not necessarily. They could just be... Mm-hmm. A really evil entity that got the best of Crowley. I wonder if we've seen them before or entirely new. Would Metatron be considered an old enemy? I, I, well, although Curtis Armstrong is not listed as being in this episode, so I don't know. Yeah, well. I mean, I would think Crowley would think he was an enemy, especially if he had the demon tablet. I mean, I don't know if he would be considered from before. Um, And I would think most of Crowley's old enemies are dead because he would make sure they were. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. This is true. Um... Uh, it's getting later in the podcast. We still are on the air. We've got about another half hour. If anybody's listening, has any questions or thoughts on this episode or where the season's going, give us a call. Uh, That number is 347-205-9801. Other than that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this episode. It was such a good episode, but like you said, we they both love it, so we're just going back and forth and going, you know that? That part? I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Sam did this? Remember when Dean did that? That was awesome! <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as how the episode looked, um, I thought it was filmed beautifully and I especially my favorite things were one of my favorite things was when Dean was becoming under the influence of the hallucinations and he was partially in purgatory and partially in the house Mm -hmm. in Susie's house so you could see like you know dirt and leaves and trees but in the house was in the background and then it was color and then it was not really black and white but the very washed out kind of watercolory 
grays and, and, and other colors. And I thought that was so beautiful. Uh, what, one little kind of thing similar to that. When I was rewatching the episode yesterday, my husband was in here and the scene, um, where we're seeing the flashback to the men of letters and how, um, it, it goes down the table and it's to Sam now, you know, at the end. Um, uh-huh. so, you know, it does the trans, the transformation mm. from the flashback to current Sam. My husband yes. was really impressed with that. He thought that was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that was another one that was beautiful. And let's give a shout out to Jerry, Jerry Wanick and, and his crew for the sets because that house at the beginning, the, the Susie's house when she was a teenager, um, that was just in, incredible. I mean, it was just perfect from that time. So, of course, things are kind of scary looking now with the giant bold wallpaper and the plaid couch. I mean, it was so familiar, but it was like, oh, my God. They yeah, they, they, they got 1973 down perfectly. <laughs> yes, they did. I was only four at the time, but <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the 70s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, I remember the seventies where very well. I was a teenager. Oh dear, I'm Susie's age, I guess. Um, in the seventies. Yeah. The decor was pretty scary. Lots of oranges and browns and Yes. And that uh it was avocado. It was avocado green. <laughs> mhm. All the all the appliances came in that avocado color. Mhm. Or harvest gold. Or uh-huh, copper. Right, right. <laughs> One thing I I thought of when um they go down the basement and they you know you see the worth or whatever fault thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always want to know. So spider webs. What are the spider webs made out of? Because the the cobwebs and the spider webs, they just look so real, and you know they're not real. So it's like, what uh-huh. are they made out of? Because you know, how do they? Is it like when you hang Christmas tinsel on a tree? You know, is mm-hmm. that like how you how you apply the webbing? You know, I, I've always yeah. I mean, it's all you know. It's trick, tricks of the trade, and and you know, I mean that in a very complimentary way you know and things like what always amazes me is that when they have like stone walls or brick or whatever and they're completely fake but they look Mm -hmm. so real when they're filming yeah the lighting and everything i thought the box the men of letters magnus's box was also really cool when they when the wording all the words Mm -hmm. light up everything yeah when when rowena does that Thing on it, and they all light up. That was really cool. VF, VFX department did a great job there. Yeah, and then all the gears and things turning inside, and yeah, that was a really, really awesome box. Did they say? Did Sam or Dean say if they destroyed it? Uh, Dean did at the end when he comes up and Sam's sitting in the right. car. Dean's got the um, he's got the big hammer. And um, oh, sledgehammer, right. and right. they actually say that you know now that the curse is lifted, it's just a box. But um, mm-hmm. Dean says, well, now it's just a bunch of hunk of metal and 
strapped and you know something like that where he pounded it yeah that's a good idea i think better safe than sorry (laughs) yeah i wonder what else is out there you know that magnus had i mean i know his his compound is gone but i wonder if there's anything else i mean he's a good one to kind of have at the back of their mind you know for other things like that so that's it's like, it reminds me, you know, I always thought, you know, they should have went, you know, looked through his house, you know, see what all he had. It reminds me back when, um, in season one, when we first, uh, Sam and Dean first meet um, with the episode with Daniel Elkins. And they first go to his house and they see, you know, he's got a journal like John's there. And mm-hmm. So I always thought, why don't they take the journal? <laughs> you know, that's more information yeah. they could use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, before we're done here, I do want to mention, um, if you haven't already checked it out, um, check out Two Sharks Media on Twitter and on Facebook. It's run by uh, Cliff Kosterman and his brother Mitch Kosterman. Um, they're putting together um, super, a Supernatural Fandom documentary film. It should be really, really cool. They've been going to all the conventions and filming uh, interviews with fans and things. Um, check them out. Cliff is currently on a road trip across the United States, and he's tweeting um, Periscope videos um, a few times a day on his trip. And so we can see what um, what it's called Adventures with Tiny. He's going to have, because um, you know he was Tiny on in Supernatural's Falls and Prison Blues in season two. So mm-hmm. they're they're pretty interesting, pretty fun. Check them out. Um, you can follow follow the clip on Twitter, Bodyguard for J and J, and follow Two Sharks Media on Facebook and Twitter. Definitely fun. I've been enjoying his little videos. Driving driving his Mustang called Hidalgo. Yeah, Hidalgo. Hidalgo. <laughs> yep. Hidalgo. Hidalgo three? I think it's the third one. <laughs> the third one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a beauty. Um He can only post when he gets Wi Fi, so it's usually, you know, around breakfast time, lunch time, dinner time, you know. <laughs> post, so. Right. <laughs> Well, is there anything else about this episode? I mean, it was so, it was full of so much, but I, so I good. Yeah, it was so good. Again, hats off to Robert Barons. Um, the writer did an amazing job. I mean, everybody did an amazing job, of course, um, acting and, and crew and everything. But yeah, I mean, he did a really special job on writing this episode. Um Oh, and the opening song was really cool, too. It was a great choice. I liked that. Um, and the director, uh, Stefan. Sorry, Kavinsky. we can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry if I've messed it up completely, but you did an amazing job, and I hope that helps that we, <laughs> that we loved your work. Um, I think that's it. Do any yeah, other I can't. like news or comments or anything? <laughs> we already mentioned the guys' uh, campaign and yep, that 
That's pretty much all that's happening right now. So yeah, the wrapped. Um, you know, people are trying to match for T-shirts. We, we're doing our contest. or not well drawing every day with the great anonymous donors for T-shirts. So yeah, I guess that's it. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Monica for calling in with uh, one of her one of her uh, kind of season-ending theories. We'll find out pretty soon if, uh, <laughs> um, if it's true or not. Um, but it's on record that she uh, mentioned it before the episode. Um, I think that's it. We have new new episodes all the way till the season finale. Uh, no more breaks. No more reruns. Season finale is May twentieth. Um, Yes, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. We are WinchesterBros.com. Uh, we're also Winchester Bros on Facebook and Twitter. We thank you so much for following and liking us there and checking out our site with all its news. Um, Becky, any last words? Uh, no, just, Benny, we missed you. So that's about yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely miss Penny. And I guess that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Here come the boys. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.